Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Run With Ally Live podcast. It is December 13th, and it is frigid here again, another week in New York. Uh, but we have a really special guest on the show today. You know, I just kind of got to give you a hint. Um, he's the founder of VDOT, just casually. If any of you are Jack Daniels fans, and I don't mean the alcohol, which I'm sure all of you listeners on here like your fair share of balance, but you know who Jack Daniels is. He's, you know, he's the the guru in the in the running world he's all about getting the most out of doing the least amount of work just simply put um so without further ado brian rossetti is the founder of vda and he's on here with me today to discuss all of the things about vda uh what you could benefit from um if you want to get coached by them or even you know get certified maybe one day down the road and uh yeah, I'm really excited to chat with him today. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Ali. Of course. And, you know, where are you based? It's interesting. So I was in New York for the last 16 years, and um, I'm now in Philadelphia, actually. My wife is in school to become a midwife, so she got into Penn during the pandemic, and um, so we moved over to Philly. I'm in New York at least once a week still just for business. And I still actually do coaching um, in Central Park as well, which I like to maintain um, just that connection um, to the park and the city, which I love. So yeah, at the moment I'm in Philly, but I'm sort of back and forth and uh, might be back in New York in the next year or so. Um, Not sure. We'll see. Wow, that I definitely need to link up with you in Central Park and get my butt kicked because, you know, who doesn't love that? Who does not love that? But that's really cool. And, you know, it's always good to have a little variety in work and life. So that's awesome. And congratulations to your wife on school. That's amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. Big career change. Um, so, but definitely kind of, you know, following her passion and it's exciting to see that. I think it's definitely something that she's um, meant to do. Um, There's been a lot of things pointing in this direction for a while. So she took the leap. It's a ton of work. So impressed with 
anyone who's a nurse out there, just the amount of, because she has to get her nursing degree first. Um, so she went nursing and now she's getting her master's in midwifery, but just an incredible amount of information and, and work. And so she's, it's inspiring to watch her kind of balance school and parenting and, um, and work. So yeah, impressive. Yes. That's very, very exciting stuff. And I always admire a career change in not just women, but in anyone. Cause I actually did the same thing. So yeah. Where were you before you got into fitness? What were you doing? I was working in digital ad tech, like full time in not spandex every day. I'll leave it at that. Just, you know, in corporate, corporate America, you know, in that yeah. nine to five grind. Yeah. So Mimi came from the ad world too. And then she became a yoga teacher and this is like her next step. So yeah, um, I hear you. That's, that is cool. Maybe I should explore a conversation with her one day. Yeah. That's Certainly. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but not to get too, you know, sidetracked here. So <laughs> I would love for you to tell us more about yourself and inform the listeners on here who are, you know, for the most part, new runners and people looking to finish their first marathon. Um, tell us about VDOT. Yeah, so we created VDOT. It's based on um, Jack Daniels' uh, formulas. Um, Jack is a partner in the business. And so his mission from the beginning was more as an exercise scientist, um, trying to transfer his work to make it palatable for people to understand how to train efficiently to improve their running and performance. So Jack was an Olympian and his worst event in the pentathlon was running. And so out of frustration, <laughs> he dedicated his life to basically trying to figure out a quote unquote formula for how to train properly as a runner. Uh, I believe his coach made him do um, sprints or 400 reps like almost every day. That was their practice. And it was just run as hard as you can rest, run as hard as you can. And they did that every day. And he became frustrated because he just wasn't improving and he was getting hurt. So um, Jack then went on to become a coach because he did all this research and sort of figured it out and had this formula. And so he started applying it and have success. When he had success, other people started looking around like, what is he doing? How is he having all this success all of a sudden? So then Jack's out a season plan. And then he said, in order to do my job, I figured I need to write a book and so that everyone could just get the book so I can stop faxing everyone. <laughs> and so he wrote the book and many people might know the VDOT tables where you can get training paces or equivalent performances. So essentially VDOT for any beginner or someone who's not familiar is essentially, um, it's a score that represents your current running ability or your current running fitness. So if you estimate or enter a recent race time, you get a score, whether it's a 5K or a half marathon, you enter your time, you get this score and then it tells you how fast you should train 
um, for different types of workouts. That's where the methodology kind of comes into place or where a coach can then utilize um, if they understand how to leverage the training paces to, for instance, um, you get your easy day pace. Oftentimes runners run too fast on easy days um, and they don't get the benefit or they don't realize they could be running much slower to get the physiological benefit. So it helps prevent injuries. It helps set them up better when they're doing harder workouts in and around those harder workouts, I should say. So <clears throat> there's a lot to the, excuse me, to the training paces, um, but that's essentially how it works. And we're just another sort of evolution from Jack's book. We're trying to transfer all this research and knowledge into technology to keep spreading the word, keep getting it out to as many athletes as possible. And a big way we do that is that the, the app, the V.02 app, it's essentially a platform and um, coaches leverage the tools to coach their athletes. And so coaches are a huge driver of, um, you know, getting out effective training to athletes. And um, we also have some other services, if you don't have a coach, where you can get started, start to get more effective workouts and training that are that are very personalized um, because of the VDOT formula, essentially. Yeah, that's very, very thorough and a lot of good points on there. So to summarize, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but to summarize, we learned a lot of great takeaways to you beginner runners on here going out of the door and running really fast, like not at a conversational pace where you could speak to the person next to you if you're jogging. Yeah, don't do that every day. Don't. Okay, maybe, you know, there's ways to train smart and the VDOT method allows you to polarize your training and equate the stress of the training to your recovery, even if that includes a recovery run or an easy run. More or less, Brian? Right? 100%. No, and I love it. Like conversation... <laughs> pace, conversational running is a great way to, to put it. Um, and it's so simple. Um, and that's the beauty of the research. Jack realized that, hey, you don't need to run faster to get all the benefits. So why push yourself? So there's sort of like this gray zone. It doesn't mean that you're not getting anything out of it. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's, but there could be, you know, there is sort of this gray zone where you're not running easy, but you're not quite stressing any other physiological function like for instance your vo2 max which improves your aerobic power or how efficiently you're getting blood oxygen to the working muscles or you're not quite at your threshold um, where you know if you're running right at your threshold jack figured out that's how you improve your endurance so there's specific intensities based on your current fitness that you would train at to stress these different functions to improve them. Oftentimes, as you said, beginners will go out and they're sort of not running easy, but they're not really hitting those other points where they're going to get a lot of benefit from them. Still doesn't mean they aren't getting benefit. They're out there, they're exercising, they're getting their heart rate up. Um, what we're trying to figure out is what's the most effective way to do it based on your goal. So your goal might not be to improve your 5k time or your half marathon or marathon it might just be to run and be active and increase your fitness um if it's more general 
then yeah, maybe it's not as necessary to kind of pinpoint these paces. I think it's great because they feel better. You feel empowered when you know how to go out and target a time. We have GPS now. It's easy to track that. We have Strava. We have other apps that can track. Um, so it's empowering to be able to say like, oh, for my body today, this is how fit I am because Vida told me. And this is what I have to train at or what I have to do to effectively get stronger and to feel fitter. Um, so it's really, what what is your goal? What's your VDOT? And then you kind of go from there to, to train effectively. Yeah, and that's very personalized. And to you runners on here, you know, building your basic fitness, which I know you have plans for, um, is a great first step preparing your body to do this. But when you have a specific goal and you want to get it, if that's a time goal, it's smart to train at the proper paces and have a structured program that is not going to run you into the ground because you don't need to do that. You don't. Um, I have a question for you, Brian. This is not in the questions. I just would love to know your take on this. How do you feel about effort-based running versus getting fixated on the paces and i'm talking about predominantly for your easy effort runs is there a pace that you think is too slow yeah so um we provide a big range on easy days because depending on your rate of recovery um, or how you're feeling that day the effort might feel easy at a much slower pace than it did maybe a couple days before Um, You were able to run the same effort, but a minute per mile faster. Um, That's totally normal. And that's where running by effort comes in handy. Think of it as a very humid or windy day. Um, It's preferable to run by effort. Like if you're listening, I always as a coach say, listen to your breath on these days. Um, For instance, a really humid day, as I said. Um, listen to your breath. Don't just go by pace because you might be overworking by trying to hit the pace on a really hot day. So yeah, for sure, running by effort is a really, it's a good tool. I think it's a part of teaching athletes not just to be, you know, computers or try and be computers where they're just locked in, running mindlessly, you know, to hit a target pace so yeah specifically on easy runs too like that's a great place to just you know go by effort as much as you can let the pace kind of fall where it falls too easy could be an issue if it's like your mechanics can break down if you run too slowly so for instance when i was much younger i paced um a a client of mine in a half marathon and the pace was much slower than I normally ran. And so I remember my low back was killing me after the race. Um, And so my mechanics clearly had changed. And that was something that was a little bit eye-opening to me. And then working with Jack, that's something that he always says. His biggest concern running too slowly sometimes is just that you're not turning over as well. So you might be crashing into the ground more. And then if your mechanics are breaking down, maybe it's because you're really fatigued. He'd rather see you scrap that run than continue to get it in because that's when you're going to get hurt is running with bad mechanics if you're really fatigued. 
Yeah, I love that you said that because I'm very big on mechanics and technique. Just being someone that didn't come from the track and the listeners on here, I'm pretty sure they're not track babies either. So, you know, just that's a really good point. You know, to everyone on here, you can't control the weather, like Brian said. And some days are going to feel a little bit more of a struggle when you're, you know, running your quote unquote conversational paces. But Listen to your breath. I like that one. That's a good cue. That is a great cue. Yeah. Like, listen to your breath. Are you working too hard that day? If so, back off the pace and just think about your running form. Don't run too slow so that you're rolling your ankles. We don't want that, even if you have to nix the run, because then that turns into junk miles, if we want to say, and that's just not a good, that's not effective. So getting the most out of your runs is and having a purpose behind every workout is is really key here. Um, that was that was excellent. You just said yeah. some valuable things there. Yeah, and I think the to, like the target pace or the pace range is like to me, it's a starting point, <clears throat> especially for easy runs. Like if you have a new runner, they need somewhere to start um, to have some kind of concept where you should be. I've been running for you know, since I was in sixth grade and. I don't need GPS. Sometimes I can go out. Uh, one time I tested, I, I mapped um, 800 meters after the fact. Um, and I realized I was running exactly at the right pace without a watch, just on a road. I had no clue the distance. And I was just going by time. And I was trying to elicit like a threshold uh, feeling in the back of my legs when I'm right at my threshold. And I know it so well because I've done it so often that I almost don't need a GPS watch or I don't need a track or a treadmill to lock in at the right pace because I, I can go by effort. I know what it feels like. And oftentimes the GPS, like everyone's just going by the watch um, and they don't learn the pace or the effort. And so, again, I think it's part of the learning process. Like, as a coach, you've got to do both. You can't just say, here's your pace, go hit it. There's got to be a lot around that. Like, but if it's 90 degrees out, you know, we're going to adjust the pace. Or if you're breathing too heavily, maybe something's out. Like, you got to teach them what it should feel like, what the purpose is, and, and you know, the pace as well. So I think that's you, you have to look at it more holistically. Yeah, definitely. And just consistency and doing it more like anything will make you more confident, but also enjoy the process and keep it fun. You know, that's kind of important too, is to go out there and look forward to running, not dread it because you're like, oh, I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> I got to hit these paces. But like, you know, it really, it's because that's just usually a sign of, it could be a sign of several things, burnout, overtraining and just, you know, it's never fun to feel unmotivated when you're training for something, right? Yeah, no, totally. I've, this past season with some of my runners, that was like a big theme is just like process, enjoying the process, expressing gratitude and appreciating, not just being able to do it, but just being able to um, progress, like put in work and see your progress and um, and not just be so focused on outcome. Like I, that was 
most of my career was just as an athlete was like just zero like locked in focused on this is my time goal and nothing else you know matters and sort of overlooking not enjoying the process like i did not at all i enjoy it now more than ever and now my competitive days are over um which is kind of funny but i just enjoy the lifestyle i enjoy um understanding how to train properly and feel better um and that whole process everything that goes with it so i definitely enjoy the sport more now that i've been able to kind of shift my you know focus and perspective on it yeah you know and you never know you never know you could always like <laughs> you might have a breakthrough in a marathon brian you never know i know what you mean by competing and you came um you came from the track correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure it's, you were at a very high level and, you know, but hearing someone like you just say that is very inspiring because to the listeners on here, you could adjust your goals and just use that wisdom that you've gained all these years training from sixth grade and being a competitive athlete and now enjoying the sport and paying forward everything you've learned to the athletes you coach and to coaches. Yeah, no, totally. I think that it's, I mean, beyond that, I just, when I talk about the lifestyle too, like I do appreciate the running more and more just and how it like sort of keeps me balanced and keeps me on a schedule. It keeps me eating, you know, healthier or aspiring to eat healthier. You know, if I have a workout, I'm thinking a little bit more about how much I'm drinking water and how much I'm stretching and moving my body and getting up from the desk and moving around and all this stuff that um, is so much better than someone who's, you know, non-active, who doesn't move their body, who gets, you know, kind of stuck in this um, pattern. So I appreciate it so much in that sense, just that, keeps me getting like get up early i've got to get this you know run in and then i've got to get to bed on time so that i can get up early and get the next run in and it's just on and on and on and um and then layering in goals to kind of keep it fun that are realistic at this point um is just anyway i'm i'm, I'm repeating the same points but i'm just having a blast these days with with running and trying to like be healthy and stay consistent, as you said. Yeah. Well, what is your goal right now? Like, <laughs> like do you have like a smart goal? In other words, um, I haven't really talked about it. I've just, I. It's funny as as I got into coaching, I ran less and less. And to my athletes, it was kind of like, "Come on, what are you doing? What are you training for?" And I, I would always sort of joke with them that, like, you know you take up all my energy, you know, like, I don't, it's, but it's kind of true. I mean, besides my kids, um, you know, tiring me out as well. It's my athletes, like all my energy, which I didn't realize for a long time. There was a lot of frustration where I was like, man, I can't get it going myself. This is so annoying. Like I would like to go out and still compete. Um, and so I've paced a bunch of people in races, but I haven't really done much on the road since I stopped competing 
on the track. And I always sort of regretted that as I got older, feeling like I missed my window. Um, so no, I don't, I'm just kind of getting back into it. I think the change in environment helped me. Like I'm probably five minutes from a single track trail that goes into the Wissahickon trail system, which you could take right out into the Schuylkill. Some people who've done the Philadelphia marathon know how you run along the river there. So that's a couple miles from where I am. Um, but there's a trail system. Like I can run a 27 mile loop on trails right by my house here. And I'm still 10, 12 minutes from the center city. So it's a neat balance. But, but anyway, my point is that having access to the trails and a new place to run, all of a sudden I'm running a lot more like exploring and being on the trails has led me to to get back and run more than I have been. So now I'm just starting like, okay, what am I going to do? Maybe I'll do a marathon. Maybe I'll go after like an age group, um, you know, finish. Um, so just kind of getting back into it now. Yeah. That's exciting. And yeah. you know what? I would love to start trail running. Um, so you just saying that and kind of lighting up saying that, oh, yeah, I just come, think it's so good. In so come many join ways. me. Yeah, I come definitely, join me whenever you want. I'm all about the distance. I'm a distance girl, like truly, yeah. truly. I went back to the 5K after I ran a marathon first to get faster. And that was like, oh, man, this is different, different kind of hurt. Like the, yeah, I could totally. run forever. I could. Yeah. So I'm, I'm there. It's funny when I have when I have marathon clients like they'll do like the Brooklyn Mile, yeah, and they'll be like, "Oh, that hurt! I'm never doing that again." And I'm always laughing. I'm like, "You run marathons every year," and they're like, "That was worse." It's the intensity. <laughs> it's that fast switch. It's that basic speed. It does hurt. Um, yeah. The mile is my personal least favorite event. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but you funny. know, I'm learning to love the 5K because it's still aerobic. It's really aerobic, but um. I believe that running a faster 5k will only help you run a faster marathon, right? Totally. I mean, I, I always stress that like in the off season, um, I always encourage, I love that, like drop down, stop, like get out of the always training and recovering from a marathon. Like, yeah. I, I hate that. I understand <laughs> they're always like, you're always looking for the next, marathon and there's the majors and you want to do them in, in the big cities and they're a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think if you're going to enjoy it or if you really want to progress in the marathon, you have to step away. Like you have to, the off season is good is where you're going to make the most ground. Um, and that doesn't mean continuing to train for marathons. It means like you're, you're doing drop down, get faster the 5k 10k even the miles so that when you go back up to the long marathon pace work it feels easier you feel stronger you feel more confident improve your economy like i remember jack um when he coached ryan hall for a little bit when ryan was like trying to get back jack had him do like a 12-week rep phase so like three months just doing hills and 200s and um short fast stuff to like get fast again improve your economy like focus on strength 
doing like different types of cross training, get stronger and different, you know, different movements, different, um, different directions, you know, like it's just no, everyone's just running. And it's like, who's the PT? I always forget her name. She once told me like the worst thing a runner could do is just run, you know? So like, in addition to, to getting, faster for shorter distances you should be so many of the masters runners that i've worked with some of them like are pretty elite um they're making the most ground now just by like treating strength as if it's just as important as any run like if they're like it's hard to convince them because you say it but a lot of them are like runners and they're like yeah yeah strength's important i get it you know and I'm like, no, that strength workout is just as important as any workout you do. Treat it as such so you don't miss it. You know, it's it's built in just as much. And those individuals, especially the masters runners, um, they're like doing things we never thought were was possible 10, 15 years ago. Like you're seeing there's a woman, she wins a age group at Boston um like almost every year it's crazy and 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 what's her i'm blanking on her name um but then there's dan king who's in his he's like 60 and ran a 450 mile um you know there are some yeah i coach a woman in new york she just ran 520 um she's in her 50s in 520 for the mile so um strength 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 cross training like it's and especially for beginners too, don't have that strength and that background. Um, it's just so over. That's where all the injuries are going to come from because you're going to break down, you know. So off season, but for beginners, you should just start. Like, yeah, I need a running plan, but you really should. It, you shouldn't start unless you have a strength plan too. Otherwise, you're just asking to get hurt, and you're just going through that that process that most people do you get hurt okay now what do i do now i need something more personalized now i got to go to a pt and you just you know you go through that vicious cycle you know i do and i'm so happy you said that i'm so happy you said that oh my gosh that is gold and to you listeners on here like i mean brian brian said it i'm not the only one saying it you need a foundation and your base could be strength training for example when you're first starting out before just i don't know starting a 20 30 mile week don't do that don't do that especially if you're returning and you're getting off of a marathon block don't go train for another marathon right away you're not going to get better right away it will do you good to do everything we just discussed and take that off season to leverage the quicker stuff the repeats the strength and having a structured program and guidance to maybe do it. You know, you could always reach out to VDOT. You could reach out to Brian. Yes. I mean, I'm a very big fan of your method um, and your certification. I should probably get certified by you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm just a loose cannon. I always say what's on my mind. I know a guy. Don't I know me. a guy. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but um, just I would love to know what you love most about not necessarily working with runners, but just the, being a part of the running community. 
virtually and just in person, all of it? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, the shared experience, the inspiration, like I've had individuals that I've coached. Um, I mean, watching the New York City Marathon, um, that was brutal. People struggled. <laughs> um, and rightfully so. I mean, they it was like, talk about the perfect storm. I mean, it wasn't a storm, but it like, true. I mean, people literally deacclimated. And then once they were deacclimated from the heat after suffering in the heat all summer, then they deacclimated. And then it was like, wham, it came back <laughs> for race day and just clobbered them. And um, so many individuals who were so far off their goal as they would come by me at mile 20 and they were just distraught, but then they like, just were like, I'm finishing and um, it doesn't matter. Like they they adapted, they adjusted to, to the situation and they kept going and um, they kind of kept their heads up and all that kind of stuff inspires me that they got through. I mean, some of them really struggled and they battled. Um, and these are recreational athletes. Um, these are individuals that weren't runners growing up and got into it pretty late. And um, just kind of some of that character building stuff I love. And um, that inspires me too, you know, that kind of stuff and all parts of life. I mean, I got into running because my dad would bring us to the track um, to train for his own marathon. So he had to watch us. That was like, he would run 10 miles on the track so he could watch us while he was doing laps. We would just be killing each other on the football field while he would run laps. And we never, we just thought it was weird, but we didn't really question like, why is this guy running around the track for hours, you know? Um, and then we would be brought to those weekend road races. This is in the 80s, so it wasn't a big scene back then. It was kind of like this cult little, like, you know, counterculture almost, where we'd be like, all these people with the little shorts on. It was like such a big deal back then to see that. Um, and so getting exposed to that early on and, um, that race environment. So it's just been part of my whole life, you know, from very early on. And um, yeah, I feel so grateful that he did that marathon because um, I just can't imagine, you know, doing anything else. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's a great story. I mean, <laughs> wow. Running 10 miles in the oval. Oh, I've done it yeah. for a tempo run. <laughs> Really? It's, I have. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Actually, it was during the summer months, like two years ago, when it was like 4 a.m. Don't ask. It was like the only time that was like semi okay to go, you know? What and like, track? um, like McCarran in... Park. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. There was no one there at 4 a.m. Perfect. Yeah. There was no ice truck in like lane one. No, no. This was like during the summer. So I was trying to beat the, like, the sun plus the humidity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, you know? No, but that's the fun stuff. Like running and running in like the snowstorm. I mean, whenever it snows, my family always laughs because I like immediately go get my stuff on because like running 
and a snow like a big snowstorm is the best like because it's just there's something about the light especially at night and it's quiet you can run in the middle of the road and there's just there's you just can't beat it i always like being able to go on the trails and run for two and a half hours really easy in the woods like with a friend just you know talking the whole time it's like the best conversation and it's like the best time to be social like that saved me during the pandemic like yeah who else could do that you know um and see the stuff that we get to see sometimes when we go run and explore in new places or so yeah I wouldn't trade it for anything oh yeah no that's so much of my why for running too yeah like you like I love exploring I love outdoors I love out I avoid the treadmill really unless I really need to go on it for like a, a workout if it's icy out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny. Cause Jack's like obsessed with the treadmill because <laughs> he did so much research on the treadmill and like before work, he at, when he was at the Nike lab um, in the eighties, he would like talk about how he'd show up to work early when no one was there and he'd turn off all the lights and just run on the treadmill because it was kind of like meditative he wouldn't look at the clock or anything he would just get on there and he would just run as like more of like a headspace type thing so i get that but otherwise the treadmill is, is to me it's a nightmare um if anyone could do it i think it's great yes ever, there's a, yeah there's a purpose for it right yeah i think so like if if you need to get out of bad weather to get a good workout in do it. I think it's great. I think some people, I always laugh because some people sometimes will say, is the treadmill okay? Meaning, is it like cheating? Is it not as good? And I'm always like, oh no, like it's fine. I just think it's so incredibly boring. Like it feels like a five mile run as forever versus going on the trails or somewhere nice to run. Um, so it's perfectly fine in terms of like getting the benefits. I wouldn't you know, if you're running a marathon on the roads, you don't want to do too much on the treadmill because you want to yes. get on the road. <laughs> yes. um, but anyway, like, yeah, I think that it's, it's interesting. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's a good way to include some variety. For yeah. those of you that like the treadmill on here. But specificity yeah. in terms of running on a road for a marathon is important too. So get out on the roads and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes 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 um one last question for you ryan sadly but you know this is a great conversation so i know i reached out to you to be a guest on the show but why did you accept my invitation and you could be brutally honest no offense taken yeah no i mean honestly anytime i get to talk training um as an opportunity um uh, for me, and anytime, like I said, part of our mission is really kind of carrying on Jack's work and sort of spreading the word. And um, to there's so many people out there, I, I don't think, who realize um, or think maybe it's for me because I'm not that serious. And I, and I think that it's always important to try and get the word out to beginners, to newer runners getting into it that... Um, there is a, a method to this madness, um, you know, to help reduce injuries and frustration. 
like I said, to feel empowered in your running, um, there's a way to do it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, some people like to think maybe it's too rigid or I, I don't need to be by the book. And it doesn't have to be. It's sort of like kind of like a template giving you a guide on how to um, be a little bit more effective with your time. Like I, I had a good friend who's like, you know, I go on the treadmill all the time, but I don't know what to do. And, but I don't think like, I'm not that serious where I would use, you know, your app. And, and I said, but you don't want to waste your time. Right. And he's like, no, I don't want to waste my time. Like I, I need, I I'm busy. I, I only have a half an hour. I want to run. And I was like, well, there you go. Like you're just wasting your time if you're just aimlessly, you know, running. And then I, that got his attention, you know, like, okay, tell me more you know? Yeah. Not, no. And, and you're uh, right though. You're right. Obviously there's a, you're good at what you do and you're, you have a lot of experience. You have years of experience for yourself too, not just only coaching. So there's a value I think to both. Um, and I'm really happy that you came on here today and, you know, I hope this is the first conversation of many. Uh, it was lovely to connect with you and thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, and to the listeners on here, I will be sharing Brian's information and VDOT in the show notes. So please do be cognizant of his time and the team's time, but reach out uh, if you're interested in learning more. And other than that, thank you so much for joining today. Do not forget to subscribe to the show and I will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thanks so much. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Ally Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, Sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.